You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of What's up, bro? Happy 420, man. Dude, it's it's 420 2020. <laughs> How about that? I didn't think about that until just a minute ago. This, this whole month is 420, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah, 420 right. 2020. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited for our next guest, man. That was a really cool conversation with uh, Life After Death and um some real stuff man you know some real concerns um and uh you know it's funny because we would start talking a little bit more about art and stuff but then it would go right back into you know the the COVID-19 situation and uh you know he he was like man I'm sorry to, to you know put it about this but dude that's that's just you know that's the way it is like you know we're being artists we have to you know look at what's going on right now and you know give our interpretation of it so um there's nothing bigger nothing else bigger going on than that right now so um you know one of the things but, that i've uh, been doing is like listening to older episodes <clears throat> of my favorite podcast before the whole covid19 thing because like <clears throat> there's some episodes let's just say of joe rogan or something like that i missed right and then um i was like oh you know what i'm gonna go back and listen to that because it seems like it's like every single conversation, it always goes back, including this one right now, right? But I'm just saying, like, it's nice because there isn't that impending sense of doom basically going going on, you know? And then, um, so I don't know. That's maybe, so if you haven't checked out every single episode of this podcast, man, it's an opportunity maybe to go back and check it out. Plenty of time. What else you got going on, you know? Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm loving this uh, Zoom thing. I'm kind of getting used to the lag of letting the uh <clears throat> letting the uh guest talk basically um and you know you know it's a nice dialogue back it's and an, forth it's an adjusting thing you know yeah it's an adjusting thing so so today we have a really special guest right every single time i mean i always say that but no honestly i think we're both pretty excited because we have a a guest that's not within um let's just say the art community for say like our normal street art community at least you know but she has well, been you know what? we started off we started off interviewing uh graffiti artists street artists um but then you know we uh we don't want to limit ourselves so um you know we kind of opened it up and and to people that do work in the streets uh that you know could be photographers or whatever but you know also um you know it, we've opened it up to basically, you know, anybody really that has you're an had artist. experiences. Um, even if you're not an artist, if you've had a lot of experiences with street art, if it's been um, a meaningful thing in your life somehow, um, you know, uh, there's some amazing conversations that, uh, that can be held. People can learn from this. Um, just ways of becoming aware of it and how to become aware of, of looking for street art um, and how to appreciate it. Um, good grief. How did he, girl, how did you get in here? No, no, I, I, I let oh, her. Sorry, no, 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 my, my cat. Um, <laughs> I, 
I just closed the door. She was out playing in the yard, and then I, I guess she somehow had shot inside the door before it got closed or whatever. You need a handle um, real quick? Yeah, excuse me. Okay, I second. can introduce our guest real quick, okay? Basically, yeah. our guest is uh, the lovely Domo Monster, okay? She's my friend. Uh, she's an artist, and that's just, you know, of many kinds, basically. Um, she's a uh, uh, cam girl, and she's a webcam coach. And uh, basically, she's a huge fan of street art, and she's actually been one of teacher's helpers before at one of her shows. You know what? I want you to explain. Dude, not, not one of my, my first, my very first art show, which was at Fairfax High School. Um, yeah, she was there. She showed up. She was very supportive. And uh, I'll never forget that. Dude, everyone that had something to do with my first art show, um, <laughs> I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life, you know? And, well, well, there's uh, this one thing that you had. Uh, remember you asked me, you said, you said, hey, James, you're a DJ. Can you find some girls for me to help me out on this one cool idea I have? And with the flashlights, basically. Well, that's because the area where I had my artwork set up was, was in the Rotunda building. It is uh, part of the original architecture of the school, and it's beautiful. You go in, and it's basically three stories high, open in the center. And had a stairway that would go up and around and so i had my artwork up to the second level however uh the lighting was not good and so i knew that uh once it got dark uh that first evening it was gonna be kind of hard to see things so you know it was either bring in spend money and bring in a massive lighting system and then having to get insurance for that because you got all the wires you got to tape everything down make it you know, safe for the public and everything. Um, so, uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, how about this? And you're like, yeah, man, I think someone, I know someone that might be able to help. And dude, sure enough, man, they showed up and uh, they, they, they were there, man. They, they it was showed so up. cool they, because you basically I, had this one wing of your art show that had, a, it, you know, the lighting wasn't too bright. And then you had a, like a liaison lead you up there, which were these girls who had flashlights and then they kind of escorted you around to each piece basically it just added a really nice touch to your show man and you know what it's funny because some people were hating on that actually um i don't know i mean you know it's funny it, they, they felt like it was you know maybe not part of your brand but it, hey it's your first show man and you know what you don't know you can't tell teach what <laughs> what's not part of his brand you, you know what i mean anyway i understand that though i i get that you know because uh a lot of times people see the the teach piece or the learn teach piece and they've seen some of the posts that i've put up in the past and pieces i've done in the street and it's not exactly has anything to do with teaching piece you know it's something that's political it's it's you know putting out someone in particular that I've done a portrait of and, and, you know, being really, uh, you know, kind of harsh towards them. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why nowadays, um, I've veered off of that path and I'm trying to do stuff that's more peaceful, you know? And, uh, well, I think they were saying basically, it's like, what are these girls with these flashlights doing? You, you, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like it's funny, you know, because, uh, like I said, there's certain that was my way of being an artist. <laughs> I, and I thought that was super cool, man, you know. Lighting, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I happen mean, to be in a very, you know, much an appreciator of the uh, the female figure as an artist. Uh, you know, just the curves and everything is something I'm very appreciative of. So, um, and speaking of which, here we go.
Welcome to Omo. Oh, wow. Welcome to Omo. You hear? We can't hear you yet. You got to turn on your sound. Yeah, there's like an audio internet thing or whatever. Click unmute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. She's uh, she's fun just to look <laughs> at. Take your time. It's okay. <laughs> I think I heard something. I wish I could help here, but I'm. Uh, I think if you scroll on the uh, there, there is Domo's connecting audio right there. Hello? There it goes. Hey, hey yeah. there you go. I can hear you. Can you hear us? No. We can hear you. <gasps> we can hear you. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hey, yeah. Domo. How you doing? Okay. This, this is my first Zoom, so excuse me. Really. <laughs> Yeah, oh, wow. okay. I Talk haven't. Cherry, man. <laughs> I haven't got on the rage. Everyone's talking about it, but I'm like, got a lot going on. <laughs> Welcome to the future, and uh, thank you I for know. making making us your first Zoom. I mean, I I feel yeah, honored. Man. You guys, I'm excited. Hey, and happy 420. Happy 420. Yeah. I'm to smoke again, so. It's a big holiday for me. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna light up this joint. I, you know what? I'm in my studio. Can I get a hit of that? Smoke, but I. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. No problem. I'm in my studio too, but uh, you know, it's 4:20. It's a holiday, hey, man. So, so we got We got to do our thing, man. Light it up. I got it right here, though. I had some Durban poison, some sativa. Having that again? Oh, oh shit! What's up, dude? How you doing? Hey, what's up? Oh, so I haven't <laughs> met this guy. I haven't officially met the shenanigans so you, guy. Jeeves, man, this is this Jeeves, is my. That's right. My Sorry. Market. West Coast Jeeves, basically. West you know Coast I mean? Jeeves. You, you know what I mean? So I'm he basically my DJ partner. You, you, you know what I mean? And uh, the reason I, you know, I used to DJ with another person, but then he, you know, I mean, groups, bands break up. You, you know, yeah. so. Good thing Jeeves jumped in, and then he just was able to help me. You, you know, I mean, and he's basically, he's my bad influence because it's funny. Most of my friends feel like he's passing the joint back to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You're not following social distancing. How up? Like, like seriously, man. All right, you got to get six feet away from me, bro. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> you must have practiced that a long time. <laughs> That's amazing. You guys like that? You guys like that? Here. I think I think that deserves a fucking applause. <laughs> That's so cool. I gotta meet this Steve. I have to smoke. So, so you guys, so normally if you're just listening to the audio, man, you can always catch us on youtube.com slash LA Street Gallery. We're actually uh streaming this 420 show. You can see all these shenanigans basically, you know. So yeah, basically that that's you know what the Muppet represents like my id, you, you know. It, what it is is like all the things that like you know rock stars want to do, but they're like horrible for them. You, you know, I mean they want to party with chicks, they want to do drugs, they want to just like 
stay up all night. But, you know, rock stars got to work, too. You, you, you know what I mean? So you always have that bad influence friend. And the funny thing is, like, most of my friends feel like I'm that bad. Or my friend's wives feel like I'm that bad influence. The wives. You, you know what I mean? So, like. I want to go hang out at James's place. I know. <laughs> People love to come to my place and escape their family. And you know, it's funny because right now this COVID-19 crisis, it's hard for people to get out. You, you know what I mean? Like there's no excuse anymore. You, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> people are bugging out. It's, it's crazy. I've been like in social distancing for a long time. So I wasn't really tripping, but it's funny. My friends are like, Oh my God. Yeah. I've got to get out of the house. You know, they got anxiety. I'm chilling. I'm like, I was just gonna ask how it's uh, how it's affecting you. So, uh, what has it what has it been like? Well, I have so I have a daughter. I, ha I just had a baby in January. So. Congratulations! Congratulations! Welcome to the big leagues. Yeah, this is this is some serious big leagues. Um, uh, finally, getting a balance with sleep and all that. But um, more so, I've been like con more concerned about her. And like educating myself on like how to protect the children, also ourselves. But we've been social distancing, um, been staying away mostly. Just go to like the grocery store and the studio. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I could stay in. It's actually got me a creative buzz. I was really gonna take this time to like take a break from everything, and then I started seeing all these like live stream. I saw that churches. And schools were doing live stream. And I was like, oh my God, like I need to get back into content creating. And mainly a lot of my girlfriends are strippers and their club is closed. And I'm like been trying to tell them to get on webcam. So I'm trying to make uh, content for them more like tutorial based so that they kind of understand the platform, how to make money. And most importantly, like stay home, social distance, like it's safe. Let's back. Let's back up for a second, because I kind of want to kind of introduce you, you at this angle before we get into before we get into all the street art too. One of the the coolest things like that uh, Domo does is she's like a webcam uh, model coach. Would you would you say would you would you say that, that that's a good I say model and coach? Yeah. Model and coach. Okay. Yeah. The cool thing is like you have like um, a lot of experience. Basically, you know. Here's the thing. I, I was I'm a big fan of Joey Diaz's podcast, right? And I checked out. Uh, Joey Diaz, if you don't know, he has the Church of What's Happening Now podcast. It's real popular. He's one of Joe Rogan's friends. I got his new episode, the 420 episode, just came on today. Oh, dude, I can't wait to check it out. You know, and it's one of my favorite ones. And Domo was on that show, basically. And, uh, you know, it was so cool. He actually said he had, he, he had an open invite whenever you wanted to come back to promote something. Yes. He said that you're welcome, too. You, you, you know yes. what I mean? How cool is that? He just came out here in February, so he gave me tickets. I watched his show. I got a babysitter for the night. So um, it was good to catch up with him, but he's amazing. And he's been checking up on me, like, when I was pregnant and stuff and, like, wishing me good graces. And hey, he's such once a sweet I get back guy. to L.A., I'll be able to go back to their studio. So, yeah, so basically, I mean, so so the cool thing is I, I really learned a lot about her business, actually, in terms of uh, being like a webcam model, because <clears throat> I, did, I you know what I, I do. There's like my favorite Instagram models I follow on Instagram. Right. And you have their Snapchat. Right. But like, to be honest, it's like there's a lot of people right now. They they they, uh, you know, they, 
they don't have jobs anymore. And this could honestly be a uh, outlet for them and a, an income source, you, you know? And I think a lot of people, they have no idea how to start something like this. You, you know, they're willing to, they always have that freak inside that they wanted to unleash, you, you know what I mean? And it, it's just like, it's, it's pretty awesome that there's somebody that like you that you can go to, you, you know? I have been telling girls about webcam, you know, and OnlyFans, and Snapchat Premium came on the map. That was like a whole other revenue. You know, there's sexting apps where you don't even have to be on camera. It's just texting. I've been telling girls to get on this before all this pandemic happened. So like, actually, when it happened, I was like, oh, I'm chilling. Like, I'm good. But a lot of my girlfriends, you know, they didn't know where to start. And I was like, I have to do some type of informational um, content, like a resource to girls who they kind of know, but they have, you know, it really depends on them staying committed and learning through the process. Like anything, so like any job, it can right? Overwhelm girls. It, like it's any, overwhelming. Like any job. How, uh, how do they find, uh, how do they find this? How do they find you to, to well, see? So you can find me on my Instagram, Domo Monster 7. You can DM me, um, most of the ladies I'm reaching out to. Um, I have, so I had my content on OnlyFans. Like I wanted, I, didn't have it going for a while so I was like oh I could bring this a platform for girls guys kind of swooped in there so I'm trying to make like a patreon and youtube channel to make it more um you know I don't want to give all the secrets away for free but I still want to help girls I'm actually coaching a few girls and guys um right now uh during this pandemic they're kind of asking me questions can I, can I tell you something funny you actually Teach used to be a stripper too. I remember the story, like a chip and <laughs> guy, which I actually I can't even imagine that. <laughs> to be honest, you know, it was a few lives ago. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because you know what? Here's the thing. And back to Domo. Yeah. <laughs> hey. It's no, but a what you noticed is a that Domo's been, uh, you know, uh, a supporter of our podcast. She heard, she said she heard the story. I think that's the important part to yes. take away from it, you, you know? And actually, the thing is, that episode actually is uh, on the episode with uh, one of the rappers I produced, uh, Callie Smooth, basically, right? Yes. That you told that story. You remember, do you remember that? Do you remember that, uh, that time we were in Hollywood recording that episode? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so the crazy thing is, you know what? This is the this is how the crazy the world works, man. Okay, so uh, I knew Domo separately just from the DJ, uh, you know, electronic dance music world, and then I know uh, Cali through you, right? Teach basically, right? Okay, so you know, I produ we produced a few records together, and then um, I went down to Brazil with him basically, and then you know we had an adventure down there, right? And then so we you know we started talking about psychedelics, you, you know, while we were while we were in the car <clears throat> one time uh, at the taxi, right? And then he just started telling me, he was like, yeah, you know, one time I was hanging out with this girl who uh, was an adult film actress, basically. And then, um, <clears throat> and then I was taking acid with her for the first time. Like, I literally went crazy. And he started telling me this crazy story about, you know, uh, how he punched somebody out because he, he felt like everybody was, like, against him, you know? And then so... I remember taking that story in and was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. You, you know what I mean? 
All right, Callie's telling me one of these rapper stories. I expect nothing less, right? But the crazy thing is, so Domo ended up hearing the episode of our podcast and was like, dude, <laughs> I mean, she didn't know that he had told me the story, basically. But basically, that adult film actress was Domo, man. How <laughs> fucking small the world is that? that, that, wow. that you you know what I mean? That was a crazy, that was a crazy night because I had to shaman him. Like he was kind of enjoying it, kind of freaking out. And then kind of like, he would like snap out and he'd be like, oh my God, what am I doing? I need to be at the studio. What the fuck am I doing? And I got, I had to keep like clapping his face. I'm like, hey, hey, you're cool. Like if you go to the studio, you're going to waste your time there. But um, no, it was <laughs> funny. So I met Callie in Vegas at a party randomly. We stayed in touch. And, and when I was in LA, he, he hit me up one night and he was like, hey, I'm in LA. Um, you know, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm in LA too. I'm with my friends. We're going to this underground party. Do you want to go? I'm like, it's a little different. It's like electronic music. But he was down and he had friends. So we all went and I was like, yeah, you know, whatever you want to do, bring, bring what you got and, you know, it's all good. And so, you know, I, whatever he brought and um, me and my friends, we were taking acid and um, I, he didn't, he told me he didn't do it. So it's like, I never pushed that on people. So, you know, we're there, we're having a good time. He was really like feeling it. And like, he can tell me and my friends were on like a whole other level and he was like, oh, he's like, what, what, you, what you guys doing? Like, you know, let, let me try it. I'm like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, like, you know, it, this is cool. I feel cool. I was like, okay, you know, so I gave him a little half and, and it was cool. And like, we, I had to, he was like going in and out and then he kind of tripped out on like a couple people, but um, no, he was a good sport. And it was so funny at the end of the night. He was like, whoa, I did it. He's like, I have, I've been scared of acid. I don't, I don't do that stuff. And, and, um, but he, you know, he found it to be really amazing after. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. I think, you know, you know, like I said, even though there's some crazy situations that happen, but what, you know what, what's crazy to me is like, I always say like acid and all these psychedelics, they find you. You don't, yeah. like, you can look really, really hard for them sometimes, and then, you know what, you can't find them, man. But these weird situations, man, happen, and that's how I said, what are the fucking chances, man? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, like, two separate people from completely different communities, and then they're telling me this story, and, uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, I love that dude, man. You, you know, yeah. I mean, we, had some, we had some fucking good times, man. Shout out to fucking Kelly Smooth, man. Yeah, shout out Before to we before we go any further, I just wanted to say, um, Domo, thank you so much for being at my first art show. Um, I was, we were just talking about that earlier before you came on, and um, that mean, meant the world to me. Uh, anyone that was involved in my very first art show, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. So I just want to say thank you so much for being there, for showing up and just doing what you were you know, asked to do and doing an amazing job and making it memorable. Thank you. Dude. No, thank you and thank you to Sue. She was the one who hooked me up Shout with that. Momo. Me last minute, but I didn't know that was your first. I was, I was, I, I had no expectations. I was like, oh, whatever. It's like some artist. 
But when I went, I was blown away. I was like, whoa. I was like, this type of art is way too cool for just the Fairfax High School. Like, this, this, <laughs> is, some, this is some other shit. And I, I just, you know, I felt compelled to, like, sh- tell other people help in any type of way. Yes. I remember I met your wife. And, and um, yeah, no, I... I I'm all about street art and art and creativity. So that was an amazing experience. Dude, that's, you know what? It was so cool that, you know, you brought some other girls, shout out to those girls too, that, you know, came out and helped out, man. Um, You know, and you know, I thought it was really cool because that night you got to meet some other street artists too, right? And then. Yeah. um, You know, that was, that was the first time I met and you know, it's crazy out of that, that um, show so I was blown away, right? I go to my car and there was a letter on a little note on my car from another street artist. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I, I forget his name. I was trying to like look back at my the text. Bandit? Yeah, Bandit. Okay. Oh my God, yes. Okay, so he had this message and it was like, oh, um, call this number, mansion party next week, you know, what, whatever. So that was like my first time kind of getting involved in the street art like the actual people and i was like oh my god i gotta go to this this mansion party i gotta check it out i liked how he did the promotion i hit him up you know followed the little rules and he hit me back and he was like oh you know what party fell through we don't have a location working on it blah 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 and i was just like okay i was like well you know that um, also happens a lot in the street i don't know (laughs) what happened i just started to talk to him and he uh, he was like i was like yeah i I love um you know street art and you know to go uh, bombing and then he invited me and i was a little nervous i was like oh fuck like um uh, I, I was like, okay, let's do it. I didn't meet him. I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know who I was going to. And so I met him and he, he, he asked me to like assist him, be the lookout. It was like totally adrenaline rushing, but it was a little scary at the time, but it was cool. Um, and then he asked me to do this. He was doing a piece on a strip club in Chinatown or yeah, Chinatown. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll go. And, um, yeah, that was like the craziest experience, but it was cool. And I started to like meet more of the street artists and stuff. And um, that was really cool. So that is right what now. your first gallery show uh, got me. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, how cool is that? I'm just saying, it's just teach. You're basically bringing a lot of people together at the end of the day. You, you, know, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, the, your show seems like so long time ago, if you think about it. It was. Four years ago. That was it four was, years that ago. That was a long time ago. What, was this yeah. the day that uh, you went out, basically? No. So that was another um, yeah, well, what, what artist this? crew. Um, they... So this was like a long time ago. We did this shoot. They actually spell Onyx. Yeah. Um, that was for my, uh, you know, my webcam stuff. Um, these guys were really cool. I shot with them. Uh, we had a little falling out, but I still kept the, you know, the content and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. that was really cool. They did a whole piece and we did a shoot and then, they got me the spray pan, uh, spray can, and they were just like, "Yeah, just spray it." And um, that's really so awesome. So it was cool. 
another awesome street artist guys in LA, but I did a street art one time. So my favorite movie is this documentary called Primer on, um, you know, urban art. I saw it on Netflix one day after school. I started making stencils over in Hollywood. And I went to 7-Eleven and like the cops weren't there. Like it's usually like packed. And so then me and my friend were like, fuck, this is the moment. And so we went, we got our stencils. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And I made this little Domo character and I put my name and I spray painted it on my building and it like lasted like four weeks. And then oh, it got wow. So I was, I was proud. It wasn't, it was so scary. It was like during the day, like kind of nobody would notice, but, um, that was my little. A lot of times that's the best time to go is during the day. And, and if yeah. you, know, you can just make it look like you're yeah, doing that's what it. you're doing. <laughs> oh, that's was, so cool. Yeah, I was over, um, off of Vine, but on the 101 freeway. When I lived over there, it just, the, I felt the moment. I was, I was like, so into all these like street art documentaries. Dude, that's like, so cool. Picture of that. <laughs> so dude, Welcome I mean, to the community. You're now a vandal. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's how I got involved with Franklin too, from you guys. But I, uh, I loved his podcast. I loved listening to you guys. And then just reached out to him and I was like, yo, bro, like if you ever need, if you ever need somebody to assist you, let me know. And he was like, Oh, oh my God, like we should make content. I'm like, I'm down. Let's do it. You know, it's so funny because like That's Franklin's awesome. whole I thing, Franklin. I love that guy too. His whole thing, man, like, you know, you and Truth both reached out. To, Truth is another, uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful woman, man. Reach out to him, man, because of his podcast, man. And he's sitting there thinking, like, when can I lose my virginity, man? When can <laughs> I actually? <clears throat> it, it was when I was listening to him, I was like, does this guy really talk like this? Like, I was like, this is this is not just a normal guy. And then when I saw his Instagram, I was like, oh, my God, I've seen that fucking face around L.A. <laughs> this is the fucking person. Like, it was actually, like, it was amazing because I was like, yes. oh, there it is. <laughs> I've seen him around town. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like, the power of street art. Every, you know, if, you, if you've been, like, in, you know, Hollywood, whether you're, like, a DJ, whether you're a dancer, or you're just a partygoer, man, you know, you've probably seen Franklin Stencil on the floor. If you went to Amoeba Records, you, you know what I mean? It's like... Everywhere. There's just, like, you know, even there's people like Thrashbird. You see his stencil everywhere. So, of yes. course, you know who he is. You, you know Old what I mean? Phone. I, you know what's funny about street art was I first moved to L.A., and my car I fucking totaled it, right? And then the subway was there. And I was like, okay. So I was walking around all over LA at a Brave. time. I would see street art. And this was when Instagram wasn't super big. I would just snap a picture because I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I'd post it. Didn't know who the artist was. Some random person would tag in the artist. And I was like, oh, my God. Now I know who this fucking name is. Like, oh my God, that's cool. And it was just, it was like, and it was just like these little random people would tag the name of the artist and it was cool. It was like a little community, but like 
a mysterious. Yeah, exactly. And now you're part of it. Now, and I mean, you were already part of it, but we—that's why we wanted to invite you on the show, honestly, because she has so many cool, creative things going on, man. I mean, I went to her studio in Vegas. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier she was on the uh, <clears throat> Joey Diaz show. She's also a regular guest on Shade Forty Five. Tell us yes. a little bit about it because I'm I'm not I mean I know you know it's Eminem stuff right but what is it? So I have a sweet spot for nerds, okay? Like one of my favorite movies is Revenge of the Nerds. Um, this guy, so I had it in my car. I had Sirius going on in the car, and they were making fun of them. And I'm kind of I'm friends with some of the Eminem camp, and um, so you know Sirius Shade Forty Five at the station. They were making fun of this guy, John, the producer. Mm -hmm. And it was his birthday. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to get you a hooker, but maybe not. And and so I was like, they were teasing him. I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit him up. And I, I'm in L.A. I'll smoke you out. And then um, so I just reached out. And then they hit me back on the All Out um, Instagram page. And they gave me John's number. And I told him, I, I told him to meet me at this cafe in LA and it's like mysterious. It has like a tree house type of thing. So I made it all secret and the guy met me. We smoked a joint. It was his birthday. We chatted and then they, they asked me to go on the show and I was like, oh yeah, whatever. From there, it just blew up. So I, I mean, there's a lot of people on my Instagram. They follow me. So I helped John get bitches I, I take them shopping i help him get the girls get them attention um so it's crazy it, it's, it's <laughs> she, she's like a coach in a lot of ways man i mean she does the the webcam modeling coaching right but she also teaches that's what i'm saying man like it, it, i i i what feel a sweetheart. Like, I feel like Franklin, I, man, he doesn't want to lose his virginity, man. That's like his thing, you, you know, I mean, because once he loses his virginity, he's just like, dude, there's nothing like, uh, you, you know, I mean, he has to come out of the act, basically. No, but the, <laughs> yeah, he's got to savor the innocence. The innocence is great. It's um, very, uh, it's, it's hilarious. But well, imagination is always going to be better than the reality. You exactly. Know what I mean? So, exactly. Uh, you know, I think he might be able to hold on to that for the rest of his life. <laughs> I've been but watching. We, we have a fun time. Um, yeah, and it was funny when I came to do, like, I did an interview with him for his social media. I had all this weed. He doesn't smoke weed. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, so you're just like that. <laughs> yeah. yep. I love him. I love him and Cyrus. They, they are awesome guys. And shout out to yes. shout out, shout out, you know what? And they recently yeah. broke like ten thousand on TikTok without even like buying any followers, man. So shout out to yeah. them, man. Seriously. Uh, no, when Franklin got his Instagram taken down and there's all this bullshit, he was telling me about his mission to go on TikTok. And so I'm really proud of them to keep going. When mine got deleted from my other page, it just was like, fuck it. <laughs> it's too much energy. Oh man. No, <laughs> too, many, Good grief. too many things going on nowadays. But you know, that, that's what I love about podcasting too. Cause honestly, it's like once they, <clears throat> once, you know, if someone hears your podcast, they either love you or they hate you or, you, you know, I mean, and they subscribe and there's no like algorithm that controls how many views, you know, once you subscribe, you see all the episodes and it's like, Hey, uh, it's your choice if you want to download it, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. I think it's podcasting is like one of the last like 
free, uh, you know, ways to social. Ad free. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? It's like. Ad free, algorithm free. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just, you could talk about whatever, like, we just launched our podcast, but I, it, you know, we had technical issues, but that's why I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, even if we have tech issues, let's just do it. Let's just get exactly. on and uh, we'll learn little by little. So yesterday we were like, oh, fuck, we didn't have this, we didn't have this, but we had half of it. So now we're going to go on, but we're just like practicing and just kind of like keeping it. Going. It's like a new hobby. Yeah. You know, and also it's like, I, I seriously remember when Rogan was doing his first few episodes. It wasn't even called the Joe Rogan experience yet. It was called the Joe show actually, <clears throat> you know? And the thing is like, uh, the thing is like, basically, you know, there was, he had snowflakes coming down the ceiling. He basically just, you know, he was just sitting in front of the computer talking, man. And now he's having people like Bernie Sanders on, you know, I mean, on the show, man. Like, you know, presidential candidates. How crazy is that, man? Rogan's show is fucking crazy. And it's, I, I watch, I watch it all the time. I love the guests that he puts on. And um, so informative. And I think he really helped Joey get himself on the map and joey did a lot of trial and error but man there's just there's a lot of great podcasts and it's good to just kind of change things up from like watching the news tv and all like you know even the radio i don't really listen to the radio so i love podcasts and i love um the whole connecting i love this all this like live stream connections um, getting out to the world. I think that's fucking cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a good, safe way of doing it, too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know. We got you a know, social the, distance now. That's the thing. Do you think, okay, you know, one of the things that we know each other from is, like, raving, basically, you know? Like, you know, there's the biggest festivals out. Wait, can we back up for a second? Because you said you moved to L.A. I totally thought you were from yeah. L.A. Where are you originally from? I, yes, yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm from Riverside, actually. Okay, okay. I don't know if you guys know where Riverside is. It's Inland Empire. It's kind of like on your way to Vegas. It's I've had people tell ghetto. me. I've had people ghetto. tell me they're from LA if uh, they're from Riverside. You, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> I am. I know people do that. I am legit. I love my Riverside. I love where you I. That's nine oh nine straight up. <laughs> it's very home. Like it's home. So and it's it's way different from LA. But yep. LA is another home. I moved to LA when I was like 21. So it took me a while to get there. I would go visit all the time. And then um, I just recently moved out, which was really sad. But um, I'll be back, um, you know, when you have a baby, you can't be going back and forth. So, um, but yeah, LA is just... <sighs> It's I really, you know, it's so expensive to live here now, right? Exactly. It, I, and I, I mean, had an awesome, I had an awesome place. My rent was not that bad, but it, I had two places. I had Vegas place and an LA place and I just had a. So you would go back and forth and go-go dance basically at the club. I right? would. Um, so, yeah. So I used to, um, I'm very involved in like promo model gigs and go-go dancing and all the hustle out here in Cali. And when that started to like slow up, I started dancing in Vegas. 
and um, this is just amazing. Um, but I also have my studio. So I have uh, my own webcam studio, um, kind of, you know, also like a media service because I don't have just cam room. And we were setting up a podcast. And so I really wanted to focus on getting a podcast because I think that's cool and it's different from, you know, my OnlyFans and my camming. Um, I like to be myself, you know, Domo. I like to be involved in like cannabis, um, the art community, uh, you know, helping girls. Um, so, um, and plus the music scene, like, um, that's what, you know what, jumping I, what, off right, right now. Yeah, the music scene's gonna be tough for a while uh, unless you're yeah. just writing, you know. Honestly, it's but gonna be hard to make money. Somniac, and I don't know if you've been following them, they've yeah, been, been doing virtual raveathons, which is really cool. And it's like family friendly because now people can kind of like rave with their with their children. Um, <sighs> they get a little taste of that. So I think that's incredible. Plus, they are um, you know, their their equipment is like top notch. Yeah. Um, so streaming is like on point um, and it's just cool. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It, it's just, I just, I think it's kind of, it's definitely really cool that they're kind of holding it together. What, going back to what uh, she's saying is that a lot of DJs have been doing virtual festivals as they're basically just DJing in front of uh, on the TV. And it kind of just looks, if you turn off the lights, it almost looks like the DJ is like right there, you know? Yeah. But the, uh, but I think the thing is like, they used to make, how much money per ticket? You, you yeah. know what I mean? Per person when they going to the festival? No matter, well, I mean, I don't think they're going to get that much money. I don't um, think they're going to get that much know? money. I know that they, they're getting some type of revenue, but um, I think right now it's just, even though this is exploding, there's still some kind of like figuring out to do, yeah. trying to like, understand how to make this money but then also connecting directly with the fans and trying to create experience like we're actually planning to do a virtual little concert type of uh, same thing just a little different we want to bring some kind of like music event vibe to Vegas it's not really out here you know if you come out to Vegas and you see the DJs set different from like LA or New York or it's not the same Vegas is like it's a Vegas it's more so there and there's not really like a music vibe like it's not really a music community so that's what we're trying to bring um and get creative people and you know just try this whole thing out because I'm really inspired by what Insomniac's doing with their virtual raveathons and I think it's I think it's just dope yeah yeah definitely I mean, you know, you know, though, but like some people like stand up comedians, it's kind of hard for them to tell jokes like to the screen. Right. It doesn't really work. I don't, I don't think the that audience feedback, yeah. you know, there, there's yeah. definitely some industry, some, you know, um, careers. You can't live stream. You can't really connect that way. It sucks. But I think that's also kind of cool that we still have like a little, you know, we have some sort of humanity in us that it's, you know, we could tell that it's not the same and we should just try to still stick it to being in there with humans. Like this whole situation, I, I think it's really weird. And I think it's kind of crazy to see like when, 
life will go to, back to normal, and I don't think it. I don't think it is anytime soon. No, I, I find it interesting um, watching on YouTube the uh, talk show hosts. Um, I I, <clears throat> I never really watched their shows. I just watch clips from their shows on YouTube. Yeah, and um, you know, guys like um, Steve Colbert and uh, uh, the guy with the Daily Show, um, the black guy Noah. Um, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Seth Rogen, um, and you know, Trevor, watching Trevor how they're dealing with doing it from home now. You know, with their family around, no audience and everything. Um, <laughs> It's it's been interesting watching it first when they started doing it, you know they were just it was hard. It was but now some of them are getting, you know they're getting with it, you know and and it's going to be interesting seeing them once eventually it does get. It's never going to be back to the same it was before, yeah. but what the new normal is going to be, you know they're going to have audiences and everything. But I'm just curious to see what it's going to be like for them going from that home situation that it's going to be months it's going to be months that they're going to be doing it like that to go from that back to having a live audience i mean yeah. it must be like going on steroids or something when they come back to the live audience um to actually have that energy back you know it's yeah it's a lot of adapting to um which is also kind of the cool part because it kind of makes you think like this is going down in history you know, years from now, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, you remember that 2020 time? Like, um, that, I think that's kind of the crazy part and just figuring all this out. Um, the youngsters, they are definitely ahead of the game as far as how to connect all this technology, yeah. how to have the time. But, um, you know, a lot of old heads. I, I just think it's, it's awesome. It's a, it's a big creative surge going on for everybody and it's kind of like if you're not hopping on this wagon like you're going to be left behind from That's whatever what life used to be this is this is one of those um great calling of the herds yes. uh moments you know there's going to be pete it's going to make a man or a mice out of you you know there's going to be people that are going to step up and be great because it takes moments like this to make great people mm -hmm. you know you don't you don't you don't get great people out of just normal everyday things going on. It One of takes the things great like this to, you know, uh, to make great people. One of the things I've been saying is that um, it's kind of interesting. If you're a bedroom DJ, let's just say, right. Or you're a singer songwriter, right. Uh, all of a sudden, man, Hey, the eat, the playing field has been leveled. You're on the same fucking level. If you're Diplo or if you're a bedroom DJ that just started off, you're all DJing to your fucking Instagram right now. You know what I mean? Have you ever thought about that? Okay. I like what that. What kind of opportunities yeah. are you creating? Like, this is a once in a lifetime chance. You know what I mean? Now you're on the same fucking, yeah, these other people have platforms. Yeah, they're more popular now. But I'm just saying there's some people literally still waiting for their fucking $600 check. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, doing nothing. Okay. So I'm just saying, if you're listening if you're listening out there, man, if you're an artist, this is your time to build, man. Okay. You know, this is your time to build a platform. You don't have a platform, build a fucking platform, nah. you know, you, you know, start a podcast, man, get your friends on because everybody's zoom conferencing. There's going to be content, you, you know, yeah. and to, to be honest, um, you know, the people who still have income 
and that are still surviving, we're very blessed, you, you know, but I definitely, I'm inspired, man, because um, I'm, I'm just, you know how I'm doing that? I'm avoiding the news. I don't watch, I don't fucking oh, open yeah. CNN, period, because it's like, they're selling clicks, you, you know, there's, there's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're selling. I wish it was fake. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, the COVID is not fake, you know, right? Yeah. But, but, you know, they, every single day, there's things that change, you know? And uh, if you just want to be doom scrolling on your phone, just scrolling news, bad news, that's a new term they had to add in the, the dictionary this year. Oh, really? Doom scrolling, basically, yeah. I, I you know, I ain't gonna lie in the beginning, I was definitely on it. I don't like watching news, but I felt for this I had to like tune in yeah. and I just had to stop. Like it it it's depressing. And so that's why I saw churches and schools were trying to learn how to live stream and I'm like, what in the fuck? I'm like, camming was like made for this. And so when I saw a lot of girls are like tripping and it's like, yo bitches, like, yeah, I've been telling you, we got to change, change the hustle, like do it smarter, do it. Like I hustled so much before, like I had my baby that I was good and chilling and I'm like trying to help girls get on the same level. Like I, you have multiple forms of income coming in, be creative, grow a platform, connect with people, but you know, don't stress. Like, there's so many opportunities to make money, and you know, it doesn't have to be camming. Like, it could be any type of. Also, I think what's kind of cool that you mentioned on Joey Diaz's episode that <clears throat> one of the things it really empowers women. I think that it, like, hey, what do you do? Whatever you're comfortable with, actually, right? Yeah. Basically, you know, and if you're in like the porn world, you kind of get pushed into like, hey, do do this do that you know what i mean and it's kind of just they kind of like just eat girls it and spit them out basically you know what i mean like i think right so can you talk a little bit well, about that because i thought that was really cool how you're talking about uh, so um yeah i joined the industry um but i have like a strong mentality when i went in i didn't know i was gonna meet what the other girls were gonna be like and there was a lot of young girls there was you know girls that were my age that didn't have that confidence and they were kind of doing something that they didn't want to and that's when i found camming like i went to a party and i wasn't camming at this time i was still doing my go-go dancing stuff i went to a party and these girls were camming they're from new york and we were like with them, they were making money from this home. And they're like, yeah, this is what we do. Like, this is how we live. We just do this. And I, and from that moment on, I was like, wait, hold up. I'm fucking doing a gig, four hours, a hundred bucks, dancing my fucking ass off. And I'm struggling to make sure I get all these residencies but you're at home with your girlfriend making money doing like not even close of the burning energy like how I am. And I was like, oh, I got to go in on this because, you know, I have a lot of girls that were go-go dancers and they were trying to find money. But um, I'm very protective with my girls. I want to make sure that they're not, um, they can do this at their comfort levels. You know, they don't have to rely on an agency, a man, um, you know, they like just, some guys like, 
they don't even want to see girls naked. They just want to like watch them eat or something like that, right? Dude, fetish is huge. I I recommend it because sometimes you will just be doing something that has nothing to do with sexual energy. Whatever, if they're getting turned on from it, you're not seeing what they're doing, but you're, you know, you're benefiting with money. Um, but it's like a two-way street. They're happy. You make whatever the fuck that they want to see, but you you set the boundaries. I, I mean, like what more can you I ask like, for? I feel like <laughs> DJs and uh, cam girls actually now have a lot in common these days because we're all like just on the camera and then uh, people are like tipping us money, basically, if we're doing the live stream, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know what? I just want to say something to those of those yeah. out there that uh, have a problem with this. You know, um, prostitution is one of the oldest businesses in America. Okay. Um, and sex work, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, this is probably the safest form of it. They have gone. They they found a way to make it safe. And, um, you know, I don't know if you're going to hate on that, then you're, you're one of the small percentage of people that just, you know, that aren't sexual at all and have no understanding or appreciation for it. And it's hard for me to fathom that, but you know, there are people out there like that. And, you know, what people have to understand is that, you know, if they're hearing some kind of, uh, you know, uh, throwback from it or something, then it's probably that small percentage of people that, you know, are going to have a problem with just about everything. It's always you know? the guy that the preacher that's preaching against uh, homosexuality who gets caught with the uh, prostitute, <laughs> the guy prostitute smoking meth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's what I think is cool, especially before, even before this COVID crisis, literally what Teach said, it's like, hey, girls, can be or guys they can be as comfortable as they want to uh like let's just say you're you know i know a dude actually he's a gamer he plays on twitch basically but all yeah. the all the people tipping him money uh, they, they're they're tipping him money because they like they're just creepy so they, i mean they're creepy old dudes <laughs> like actually yeah. I mean, he tells me but i'm sure for a prettier person like you, you know it'd be less creepy it's like just a lot <laughs> This right. is this is the time to appreciate those creepy old fucks, and you know and just, <laughs> creepy young fucks too. Like it, it really tell you something. These these creepy old fucks. It just depends <laughs> on who you are, as to yeah. who they are. Okay, yeah, you I might be a creepy old fuck yourself. <laughs> and sometimes it's beneficial. This guy, he loves heels. He buys me expensive heels. All he wants is pictures in the heels and for me to talk shit to him. Sure, why not? Buy it. Like, this is, it's so funny because bring the tap up. I'm with it. Oh, you want me to tell you like um, you know, there <laughs> it's it no, is there's ranges there's feet there's um uh, some guy that just wants you to tell how ugly his dick is you, you, you know what i mean like yeah. like that right that's what i heard it on that podcast me, man like it it's so crazy. while it really took me a while to like get into it i really had to do a lot of like trial and error 
doing it. But by the time, you know, I'm an actress, I have to act these things because I really don't want to tell people that they're shithead and they're useless. <laughs> but if it makes them happy and, and enjoyable, I'll do that. You're not you hurting anybody, right? Anybody. You know what I mean? I'm, not, I'm not killing nobody and I'm not telling him to leave his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. Well, he's, maybe he's just lonely and he has no wife and or girlfriend too. They are so happy. These guys, they even stuck around that I was pregnant. I let them know I'm taking a break and, and they're, they're so happy to just kind of be there. I still reach out and say, I hope you're having an awesome day. And, um, you know, they come around, they pay, they help me pay my bills. They help me live a life that, um, you know, where I don't need to go to the club. I don't need to, uh, go work a job. Like I got it right here. It's still work. I put time and effort into my content to editing and to timing, getting it out. But and who would have I ever thought, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but who would have ever free. thought that your way, your work that you're doing now is safer than uh, a doctor or a nurse? Oh my God, I know. And, um, you know, I feel for these people who are in the front lines, I really do. But I'm also like, girls, stop tripping. Maybe you get that stimulus check, whatever. Fucking do this. You'll get We're money for right it. away. Like, don't wait for this. Um, it's, it's just, I mean, it's. You know what? I want to bring this up also. David mentioned this in the, the last episode. Um, you know, there's, there's one blanket amount for everybody. One stimulus check amount for everybody. And it's, you know, it should be dependent upon kind of where they live and, and what they pay for rent. Because he made the point that, you know, <laughs> rent in California as opposed to rent, you know, so in almost anywhere, not anywhere else, but, you know, up in Oregon or something like that, you know, he knows someone is paying $400 a month. You know, meanwhile, you got someone else is paying $1,200 a month. So yeah. what do you think about that? I honestly, um, sounds like it's some bullshit wrapped in a bow, you know, sounds nice. Oh my God, we're going to get <laughs> like, let's be real. How long is it going to take for us to get that? And we have to keep in mind, you know, I really feel for mothers like diapers and, and all this shit, it adds up. And you also got to have food on the table. By the time you get that check, you're going to be battling if you got an eviction you know, if this got, because if you don't pay your rent, then that landlord can't get his mortgage paid or whatever, you know, it's, it's like a, a system. And to be real, sure, take the steps to get the stimulus check, but also like start looking for something to do. Joey always says, go to the grocery stores, try to find a job, you know, try to, you know, get online, find a new hustle. But like, Delivery. A lot, of, a lot of companies are looking for people to deliver, you know, if you can deliver, that's, and, that's one know, thing. And it's horrible too. Like the banks, like any families who have um, negative accounts and if the I saw that in the New York post and like, that's really serious. Like, you know, this money could be a blessing and it could also, um, you know, just not even help. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Mnuchin, that son of a bitch, the uh, yeah. Secretary of Treasury, was encouraging people 
to you know do the direct deposit because they'll get the money quicker instead of having the checks mailed to them yeah. that son of a bitch because if it's direct deposited that's benefiting the big banks because yeah. if there's any money owed or anything they just take it right out and, and so they never even see the money and there are so what many families who Steve Mnuchin, don't use banks and like, you know, a lot of our international people, like some of them, they're old school. They don't do banks. They don't even know how this direct deposit shit works. A lot of sex workers, um, right? They, they, don't, they don't use banks either. Oh no, we use banks. We yeah. use banks. <laughs> <laughs> our banks are set, it's good. Um, but uh, you know, this, this is really an eye opener to, I hope it's not a, conspiracy of you know where this money's coming from uh i had to take a break from watching all those conspiracy theories but um it's, it's too many <laughs> it, well you know here's yeah. the other thing okay it's just a one-time check you know yes. in, in other countries they're getting that much every month like yeah. in uh in germany i think it's something like seven thousand eight hundred dollars they're getting every month okay this is, is just a one-time thing here and and the question is okay so there's talks that this may extend to 2021 2022 what are we gonna do past that one check you know like i don't think people are really thinking well, about that and according um, to steve mnuchin um <laughs> he uh he was saying they were interviewing was saying well so how long is this supposed to last you know like a month or whatever he goes well no it's supposed to be you know 10 weeks uh, the $1,200 for 10 weeks. Okay, maybe that'll last you for 10 weeks if you live somewhere in Nebraska, you know, uh, by yourself. Um, but I, I live here in, in uh, LA and I got twin nine-year-olds that I'm homeschooling now. And, you know, rent is uh, $7,800 a month. So, uh, <laughs> what do you do? I mean, it's it is almost like it's hard to watch what our government is doing because you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Can anybody get it together? So that's why I'm like, I'm not even looking. I'm still being aware of what's going on, but it all sounds like a crock of fucking shit. And if you rely on them, you're just an idiot. You just, you need to get on your own and figure something out because, you know, hustlers, they're, they're flipping the mask. They're trying to get the gloves out they're, You know, they're trying, the hustle still goes on in so many ways. And um, I just I hope, that. I hope a lot of families are, um, get through the hard times. This is, this is really hard and, um, totally like unreal that this this is the history that we're making in 2020 <laughs> yeah i mean I, I could just see it now in the history books of everybody making the masks that's going to be the the stock picture you, you know yeah. what i mean the thing is like you know you know what again though i just want to pretty much stress to the audience man like you are now if you're a dj you're now level playing field with diplo man okay i, I was watching his uh you know, live stream with Dylan Francis, yeah. DJ man, killing it online. And I'm thinking yeah. like, hey man, you know, what am I gonna do for my brand to use this time wisely? You, you know what I mean? Are you gonna just 
freak out at home, man, or, you know, this is the perfect time to create art, man. Like I hate right now. I really, really hate seeing, you know what? There's so many Instagram models that are like throwback Thursday last year. Yeah. I was here, you, you know, cause they have, they need attention and they have nothing to post. <laughs> That's the, their whole personality. Oh, oh girl, the, the nails, all the girls, I got no nails on. Um, but girls are, we're, we're struggling the hair. I might get my hair guy. We're talking, I might get a haircut, but um, for the most part, yeah, they're posting. Um, and you know, also it's like, this is the time to get creative. The booty pics, we got it. Okay. Um, you need to be a little real, maybe a booty pic with the mask, some gloves, maybe some protective gear, you know, like the content has to change. We, we're not in the Bahamas chilling. Oh man. Like, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been seeing some really, really good masks, pic mask pictures, man. Let me, let me pull one up. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, basically, oh man, I can't. Whatever. I bought some goggles. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you, is there any, right now you're not uh, doing any camming stuff, are you? I, no. I, okay. I was just wondering if, if you had any like COVID, like masked, like fetish stuff going on, you, you know? Oh, so I had, <laughs> I had this latex mask that I always was like, why is that? Damn it. But um, for the most part, um, I'm going to get creative with the protective gear. Oh, shit. But um, yeah, uh, my nanny was like, oh, you should get some goggles because, you know, it could get in the eyes. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to order these goggles and I'm going to take some dope pics in it. You know, just kind of bring them I've, I've been seeing some really good, nice content with the, with oh, the mask, yeah. like this kind of stuff. You, you know what I mean? Because you're really going to be protected in the thong. <laughs> the mask, no, the thong is made out of masks. That's the thing. I think the mask is more material than the outfit. But, <laughs> but you know what? She gets an A for effort. She's doing yeah, the Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you're really trying, you're really starting to see who has a personality on uh, Instagram and who's just living in the past and just like hoping uh, for shit to come back normal, man. You know, I mean, like in the event, uh, in, you know, industry, like festivals and things like that, like, those aren't coming back anytime soon, man. Like they really, really aren't, man. I, right. I, I big crowds. Anything that has big crowds, man. Nope. I can't you, sports people are like, oh, this is, we're gonna get back to it. And I'm like, uh-uh. Like even the casinos out here, once they open those casinos, I ain't going. That's gonna be where an outbreak happens. So I'm staying clear of that. But um, it's funny, people in the insomniac thing, they're just like just we can handle it just let us go let us go it's like <laughs> it takes you know, one person one person to sneeze cough on you and then boom like, you know raves are just like a, a cesspool breeding ground dirty, for disease man dirty, people are so dirty and things like you know it's not at the end of the day right now it's really about who what what business is really willing to take the liability of an outbreak happening and then the business getting sued and then getting shut down. That's basically what it comes down to at the end of the day. There's no business that's going to be willing to take that risk. You know, if you're, if you're an event company. So, I mean, there may Dana be White, like, Dana White with UFC, he was trying, he was trying oh, to get that fight going. Now, <laughs> who would have thought of all, the, of all the sports businesses 
that the WWE right. would be the first one going again. That Thanks, Florida. A crock of shit. And like Vince <laughs> McMahon is like on the committee. Like, what in the world? What are we going to? Like, these celebrities need to get out of government. Like, it's just it's so embarrassing and it's like where are we going to like when is someone gonna say we're punked because i'm ready (laughs) (laughs) it's like every day first we thought trump was was it and (laughs) it's a circus going it's literally a circus i feel like we're in a video game and the scary boss guy like that's Trump and, and we, like we don't know what's gonna happen. Like it just it just feels weird. So that's. <laughs> I love uh, how you put it right there. You know, like you, what 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 I love is like you know there's there's actually people arguing that wrestling's real still, and they're like, yes, it's it's back. You, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ronda Rousey left that shit. She said, "Fuck this shit. It's not worth it." She was on Steve O's podcast. It was actually oh. really funny, but. Uh, she's like, fuck these fans. Um, I guess the fans weren't showing her love, but she's like, guys, this is this is not real. Like, we really choreographed this shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was so controversial. But it's like, really? Like, in the time of the pandemic, you think this is going to help us? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's funny because it's the only bullshit sport. I mean, you know, at least we the one that we know it's just Trump like talks about fake news. Well, this <clears throat> yeah, is- yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. they want everything presented to you to be fake. But what? Okay, back to what I was saying. That's eleven playing field. If you have a media outlet, man. Now, hey, check this out. If you're doing the Daily Show and you're doing this show, man, we literally. It's like we're doing the same thing, man. We're just talking about amongst our community, you know. Yes. So, I would really love every, everybody who's watching this to share it, man. I mean. Uh, me and Domo have a lot of mutual friends, man. Shout out to all of our mutual friends. You know who you are, yeah. man. So, and you know what? It's like, please support the podcast, man. Share it with your friends, man. And, uh, you know, if you want to come on and hang out and talk about street art or what you're doing creatively, man, we'd love that, man. And I love this crossover right here because I know you have your show coming up. I want to pr- promote that, right? So yes. where can we find your show? Uh, so Green Room Radio on IG, um, and then thegreenroom.com uh, will link you to our YouTube channel, and bear with us, we're still trying to set things up, but we got two shows, so we're recording, we just did our 420 show yesterday, so it'll be episode two, um, we'll be posting the recordings on for YouTube, and very soon we will be doing some live stream virtual uh, kind of sh- streaming shows with uh, artists, DJs, um, music guests, hip hop guys, and bringing some influencers. Nice. On. So lots, uh, lots in store. Trying to learn all this fucking technology. <laughs> Who do you do your show with? Uh, give them a shout out. Uh, so yes, uh, shout out to True Management and DJ Deville, um, one of the number one remix guys in the business. So we have all come together. We're from different walks of life. True used to be a tour manager for Eminem still kind of is involved with that community. So he comes from that area. Uh, DeVille comes from the electronic world. He's a producer. Um, he works with a lot of big guys. Yeah, I'd love know, to do a, a, a collab with him, man. 
get his they buy his remixes and they play it like Diplo and Skrillex mm. and, and Dude, I love to um, have him on the show, man, and talk a little bit. Of yes, stuff, yes, That's you gotta awesome. have these guys. These are these are some real cool guys, and collectively we know a lot of people, so we're gonna have a lot of guests um, come in. You know, we're totally gonna get in with uh, weed sponsors. We have a lot of people in the works, and. Um, we just really want to bring like the real underground to Vegas. There isn't really like a scene here. We'll send some street artists your way too. People. So yes. Um, and please send some stickers, send some, some art that we can hang in our, uh, in our oh, studio. Shout out to, uh, she killed me first or you, sh no, wait, yeah. you shoot me, you, you shot me you first. Killed, you killed me. Shout out to Colt 33 actually, right? Cult there 33. she is. And you killed and, me first, man. We're going to, yeah, man. we should have them on. And then like I said, and snipped snipped as well is in there. Yeah, we gotta have the other members of cult 33 because they they're out there in vegas they're in the marijuana industry too well help um totally link us you know we yeah. once we get it started we will totally love to feature any street artists um you know just ask them about their world see what they're doing um any any artists that you guys have on awesome bring it our way um and any art stickers and stuff um sent our way so we can uh put it up in our studio yeah i love that she has a she has like a nice franklin sticker uh like uh, you know framed on I the do. wall man sign franklin dude. on the wall right there and then i have another one um in the front so i got him so i gotta get you guys in here but yeah yes he's a postcard i have it hanging and he gave <laughs> me all these stickers yes Give me, give me that uh, so I can hang that up for you guys. Um, yeah. well, we love basically love for you guys to be like our sister show, man. You know, as you guys are getting started, yes. basically. Like, build a little network among us. I know other people are starting and, these shows, and we should all just have each other's uh, guests on. And, you know, because the dynamic is always different whenever you're with different people, basically. We need, you know, there has to be collab. And, and also, you know, we reach out, you know, the street art world, that's a whole different world. I love it. And I'd love to tap into those people. I love to learn about these artists of who they are. You know, that's why I really like you guys' show because you guys are talking to these artists and these are like mystery people. And to hear their side is, is actually really cool. I dig it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I know that art. And it's really cool to hear who that person is and you know what they're doing um to stay connected like i think that's that's super dope and we totally thank you. support you thank guys. you very much thank you so anyways guys check out her show green room radio or the green room radio.com no the green room .com. yeah sorry about that and uh yeah you know like i said we're gonna support you and promote your stuff okay so th and where can, yes. where can we find you where's your uh what's your instagram find me on ig domo monster seven i'm on snapchat too um hit me up dm me um make some follow money. Our podcast green room radio yeah if you want to get in on my only fans hit me up girls if you want to learn how to hustle online, hit me up. I got you. And guys, I'm, I will work with everybody. Um, <laughs> but, but thank you guys so much. I um, really appreciate you guys having me on. And happy 420. Happy thank 420. you so much for, uh, for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yes. And when this is all cleared up and you guys come to Vegas, you guys got a spot to come through. Hell yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Take care.
Bye, guys. Peace. Peace. And in